0: Welcome to Women of the Waves podcast. I'm Rhea Clark, founder of WomenOfTheWaves.com, dedicated bodyboarder with over 17 years of experience in waves around the world, uh, both competitively and free surfing. I trained in my Wonderlust Living for a Surfing mum lifestyle. Yay! So, Wow Co is an entity, and each month we will bring your guest bodyboarder to share their insight and thoughts who can help you rise up, get clear, and improve your riding as a female bodyboarder in the water and as life. So we, as women and
1: of the ways, believe that when we
0: collaborate, that's when the magic happens. Do you agree? Let's go. Hey, everyone. Sophie Leathers here. In this episode, I am joined by the 2017 world champ, ocean activist and all-round legend, Joanna Shanker. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm um, good. I mean... I'm home for over a month now, but any other yeah. I mean, I'm good. I have nothing to complain about, but yeah. sometimes I go crazy over this. Oh yeah,
0: definitely. Like, what's the what's the situation like? So you you're not allowed to surf. Like, what what can you do?
1: Uh we can leave the house to go grocery stuff, uh, like shopping for food, to the pharmacy, post office, like very very essential things. We can leave the house for that. We can also leave the house for exercise that means like 15 minutes a day um maximum of two people <laughs> and you can yeah yeah and you can uh, walk your dog oh you need to buy a dog that surfs and then <laughs> exercise I, your dog. that's all you, you cannot go to the beach not even step on the beach you can definitely not surf you cannot do anything else like you can't really like i'm, I'm not exercising outside i'm not going outside Because
0: just even like fifteen minutes, you know, it's like
1: not yeah, it's not really no. I I just do it in my backyard. Why should I go outside? Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Have you? What have you been doing? Have you have you like you know been through like the cleaning the house stage and then the rearranging everything stage?
1: (laughs) Yeah, like that. (laughs) Now I'm like you know all this stuff is like gone. Now I have done it. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm at the stage where I do all the silly stuff I would never do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so how, how, much, <laughs> how much longer do you have to stay inside? Like, is there a
1: time? Well, like, for now, um, the next call, like, the next call we have is at 2nd of May. Until oh, wow. 2nd of May, it's going to stay like this. And after, they will re-evaluate and probably open some businesses because everything is closed like you know all the shops all the restaurants everything's closed and people start to get uh really really scared about uh, economies and how it's going to be like yeah it's, it's, it's really tough on people so um in two weeks we will have another update my my biggest fear is actually that you know i think surfing or going to the beach will be the last thing they probably allow people to do because it's not okay. essential yeah yeah so I'm scared that even when we are allowed to go to maybe a cafe or you know just have more freedom and they will still not allow us to surf uh, immediately when they open it I'm not sure yeah
0: yeah it's yeah. it's strange like over here um we can still surf like I know they've shut some beaches and whatnot but you're still allowed to surf but it's still it's just strange like you know if you see someone in the car park you can't Hang out in the car park and have a chat or get out of the surf and just sit there and just watch it. Nothing like that. Like you still Mm -hmm. have to be moving, but like him, you've been stuck inside. I will not complain because we can still.
1: Sometimes I, I lay on my like my living living room floor and there's a big window and the death just get a tan there <laughs> in my bikini or in my underwear. <laughs> you probably come out
0: more tan than you do when you surf
1: because there I'm, isn't. I'm a already suit. I'm already more tan and I don't have you know like an annoying thing on, on my neck. I don't have it. Like I no, I feel like we you like <laughs> 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 You got a loophole. <laughs> and do you reckon, like what well,
0: how long ago was your last surf? And do you have you found like a new appreciation for the surf regardless of the conditions mm,
1: yeah my, my my appreciation has changed a lot yeah <laughs> I think yeah well, once you're not allowed to do whatever you like to do and you take it for granted then once you don't have it you really start to kind of think oh my god so many days I was so picky and you know just yeah yeah next time I think it will be the once this is over, everybody will surf anything. Like every, okay. every shitty wave, we will be surfing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be just think so. <laughs> it will be interesting. It has been for me uh, about 38 days. I 38 think. days?
0: Yeah. Uh, something I'm like surprised that, yeah. Ken's still blonde. <laughs> uh, I mean. My going to <laughs> <laughs> Wow, thirty-eight days. Yeah, so you are not counting. The longest
1: agreement. I've ever been. The longest I've ever been out of the water in my entire life. The longest. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And what was your so, last like? Like, did you did you think that it was gonna? Did you take in the time and appreciate? Like, did you know that the lockdown was gonna come down that hard on no, no,
1: actually, um, my my last surf was. Um, I was almost not about to go to surf because it was like it was like nice and clean but small and crowded and I was like ah oh, I'll surf tomorrow and you know like that <laughs> but, yeah but, but then so- I had an, I had a new board I wanted really wanted to try so I went in with the new board and and that was the last time I the only time I actually tried that board and it, yeah it
0: yeah oh, lucky I, I did <laughs> yeah I bet you're so keen to get back on it what's what's this board is it like what's different?
1: Um, the difference, the only difference in the board is like the channels, it's like that tri quad channels system. that I never tried before, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was really excited, but the wave was really small, so I think it's not the perfect condition for that board. But anyway, like yeah. I, you know, the, the new board is a new board. You have to take it to the water. It's like I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exactly. best motivation ever. The best motivation. Yeah. Ever.
0: <laughs> and you, <laughs> you look forward to using it and just recognizing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: the I, I I am. I just think like um, that board is really good for good waves. Yeah. And actually, our, our summer's coming, so like the, the the time with good waves is kind of going away. But I think once we are allowed to surf again, we are in the middle of summer and waves will be pretty bad. Not probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we will see. I I don't complain. I don't really care. Like whatever. I just want to go to the beach. Yeah. That's <laughs>
0: it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. um. So, oh, I just had, like, a question sent in on um, Women of the Waves from Tracy Effinger, you know, Clam
1: Dragger. Yeah, I, I listened to a podcast yesterday. Yeah, did you enjoy it? Yeah, I thought it was really inspirational, really inspirational because it's so different, like, her story is so different from mine and I really kind of, I really feel for those girls that could do all on their, on their own, you know, without any help, without any support. So yeah definitely
0: like how she's playing how she you know she shared a house and just had like a makeshift wall just to get through and how far she's come like she bought a house and everything and how she related yeah back yeah. to boarding it's really cool so she wanted to know how long you've been bodyboarding for and um just to add to that like why did you start bodyboarding and um yeah what's what's your story
1: so i've been bodyboarding Nineteen years, I think. Well, I started 2001. 2001. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah, I was 13, and I started because I mean, where I come from, Sagres, this whole south of Portugal, last little bit of Portugal. Um, bodyboarding is like the king sport. Everybody. You, that does it now and used to do it a lot back then it was like everybody would do it like all the cool kids would do it in school the cool girls would do it Word. so I, I I just joined my friends in school and it wasn't really about bodyboarding back then it was just to hang out with them and be in the beach and you know all that That commu- we had like this really tight group of friends and I wanted to be part of that and they would yep. go to the beach so I would join them I, no one ever asked me like do you want to bodyboard I just give me a board and that's it so yeah yeah yeah, that's how I started
0: (laughs) And so did you did many of like your group of friends stick with it or did you sort of just um like where did your progression come from do they still bodyboard or did you just sort of commit to it further and start doing comps
1: They still bodyboard back then. Everybody would do the junior comms. And I mean, we have a lot of generations of bodyboarders. Even when I started, it was already like an older generation that kind of lead the way, you know, like the older locals, they're all always on the beach. And then we were like the younger kids just joining them. But we were a lot of bodyboarders, easily like 30 or 40 young kids doing it. Yeah. So then um, within that bigger group of everybody bodyboarding, I had my two best friends girlfriends they were also bodyboard and we would just hang out every day at the beach the three of us we would also surf alone if there was nobody there we just go together right. and yeah I think that was actually something really really important and really special in my progression because we, we kind of we we helped each other and we, get, we, we always made sure we had company to go to the beach we wouldn't go completely alone but um we also kind of got a little bit competitive in between each other and we pushed each other you know like I would look at my friend Nilsa Going on the big way If I had to go too, so like it really pushed. Yeah, yeah. It pushed us in a like really healthy way. wasn't, it? you know, not, yeah. not the kind of competitiveness where you get like, where, where it's kind of bad. Where you get like this bad not feeling. No, it like really healthy. Yeah, just yeah. really really good. I think that's so important for anyone, for, for especially for girls to have that kind of community friendship going on. It's very yeah. important.
0: Like a difference between um so. It, when you're surfing with uh, guys in the water, do you still have that same um, competitiveness? So, like, for myself, I know that with Alex I get competitive with him because I got him into bodyboarding and he just improves. Like, he picks it up so much faster than me. And I'm like, no, like, I got you into this. I should teach you. Like, so I get competitive (laughs) with him. And in saying that, I mean, I don't often get to bodyboard with other girls, but do you find a difference between – like your competitiveness with your close friends compared to guys do you find
1: Um, i mean many of my close friends are also guys they all bodyboard but they all pretty much bodyboards oh the majority of them bodyboards better than me so i do kind of i think girls get more at least for me we would we would be more competitive in between each other because we kind of would look um we thought we were kind of on the same level i don't know but you know but then um, when I'm surfing with guys, and these days mostly I surf with guys, and they all surf really, really well, I feel I need to kind of like keep up with them yeah. <laughs> in the best sense. I, like, I, I know I'm, I'm not going to serve the same as them, but at least, like, when the waves come in, when the good waves come in, I, I go because I know I should go. And they, you know, it's kind of an expectation they have for me. And I, I try to, it's stupid because you should surf like on your own. Rhythm. I know. You mean? No. I feel like it's it's like it's still
0: not even like dif- like the difference between like you know male and female, but also just when you're in the lineup and you're next and there's a wave and you've got like that pressure, like you should go before you get written off as oh she's not going to take any wave, and that's the same for guys as well. Like it's do you feel like that's maybe what plays into it as well?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that's just the rules in the lineup. And I, yeah. I, grew, I grew up with that, those rules. I started very small, and I had to kind of uh, win my my respect and my place on in the lineup. And now, when the when if they're in any good day, at least here where I live, if there's a really good wave coming in, it's my turn. Nobody will paddle up. like it's mine. I don't have yeah. to fight for it. So then I really I do go because it's it, it doesn't <laughs> it's my way. It doesn't matter if it's me or any guy sitting there. If you don't go, then or if you just give it away, if, you know, you give it to the next person. But you don't destroy the wave or, you know, it it's kind of a respect thing in the lineup. So I I understand that. Yeah.
0: I think that's like a important sort of thing for like uh women who are just getting into the sport as well to know that it's not like that gender divide when it comes to that. It's just how it is in itself. Like it doesn't matter if you're you know, if my dog isn't gonna paddle out there and get the next wave. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's- you have to really learn that. If you're new to the sport, you don't know how all the different ways in the water. You really have to kind of learn that. And yeah. then sometimes, I mean, girls might think it's because they're a girl. No, it's with everybody. It's with a grom. It's with somebody who comes from outside, or even, I mean, there is rules, and we all know them. So, we, I, I don't take it personally. Like if somebody, um, just, I, I don't know. I think, I, I don't, I don't get upset. I don't always think like, oh, they did that to me because I'm a girl. No, I, I understand, you know, yeah. how it works. Even, even if I travel, it's like that anywhere. If you go to a lineup where you don't know anybody, you just wait your turn. You just yeah. get in line. You, you know you know how it works. You work your way up. And in the end, usually uh, the locals, if you're really respectful, they kind of give you waves in the end. So yeah. you just yeah. need to wait, have patience. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: yeah. it. <laughs> so like. Uh, Mark- Especially where you are, um, so you still you do a bit of a bodyboard school um, with your partner with, and you say you've got lots of young girls in the groups. Or,
1: yeah, we have a few girls. Yeah, and um, I mean we have we, we ran the bodyboarding school for many years together. Like my, Chico, my partner and I, we have yeah been together forever. <laughs> so yeah. he has also been the the person that also helps me with my with my bodyboarding and. Um, the girls I see now, I think what what I've seen in, in girls bodyboarding over all these years, it's not easy to get girls be, like many girls will try it. Some will like it. Some will just don't like it. You know, it's not for everyone. It's not an easy sport to get into and to be hooked on. And the few ones that really make it through, those will serve forever. They will forever be bodyboarders. And then like, I'm really proud when I see like a few little girls, um, surfing on their own, like, just wanting to serve, it doesn't matter if they if they have even their friends there. We have a few girls like that, and I already know that those girls, they will be really, really good in the future. So I have yeah. high hopes for them, yeah,
0: I do. And so do you see, is that, like, um, sort of the trend that you see with the beginner females in your area? Like, or is there any other trends? Like, do you see, um, is it that same thing as when you were growing up, like, it's a cool thing to do and that's why the girls will join?
1: yeah i think so yeah a little bit but now the big difference is i don't think there's as many kids on the beach as there used to be when i when i started there was like this huge community so i would never be alone on the beach and now i i I do see that sometimes they are alone on the beach or at least they're the only local girls on the beach and everything else everybody else is like the tourists or surfers uh, with their soft boards and you know they sometimes i feel sorry for them because they don't have that kind of community with them all the time but which is really good because it kind of protects you and you feel really safe. And um, So when I see them go surfing now, even after school, many times they go surf, I, I have even a greater respect for them, actually, because I yeah. think they even like it even more. They're even more committed to it, just going on their own and just surfing with whoever's there, and it's great to see. Yeah, I have huge respect to them, really, yeah. <laughs> what would be, like,
0: your biggest piece of advice to those girls?
1: Um. Just keep going. I mean, that's how it all started for me. I mean, or for I think for everybody really, and yeah, just keep going because bodyboarding gives you so much more than just catching waves. It's a whole, it like shapes your life and yeah, so much. It's so it's so good. I I would I mean I would say it has given me everything I have. So just keep going. And the most important thing is like just like just have fun with it and really really enjoy it. Like if you love it, then you will never leave it. That's how I see it. Yeah
0: definitely um and also oh, your school tour initiative it it seems so impactful and really inspiring um what's the best thing about doing that tour and can you just give us a bit of like information about it
1: yeah sure so the tour um it was my idea the tour was an idea from uh, my sponsors which is the aquarium of lisbon it's a really big it's one of the biggest in the world and mm-hmm. the, their foundation, they have an ocean conservation foundation, so they kind of hired me. to, they sponsored me, and they also said like, you, you should go. We want you to go to the schools and like tell your story about bodyboarding, uh, how do you achieve something, and <laughs> and also why it's so important, like why what the ocean has given you and all that. So the, it's a it's one hour talk, and I go to the schools. I have like all the kids in the in the auditorium, and I do my talk. And in the beginning, I was so shy because I'm really shy. I, I don't like to speak <laughs> in public, but was terrible. <laughs> but I had to learn that. I really learned that. And now it's amazing. Like, I never thought the kids would be so open and so understanding. And actually, they do really understand and they can relate to that. And to see that, to get the feedback and to actually see that whatever you tell them, they they understand it. So it's not, you're not, I'm not wasting my time. It actually does something. Um, yes. that's, ama- that's amazing. And I think it's so, I'm really thankful for the opportunity because I always wanted to do that. And now I have the, you know, that they gave me the chance to do it. And that's been pretty life-changing for me. Uh, I've learned so much, even about myself. And it has been like a little bit over a year I've been doing it. And I've been in so many schools. I think it's 6,300 students already. Wow. A lot, a lot of, like, I've been doing that days after days after days, and I don't really get tired of it. It was a thrill. Every time I leave the school, I'm like, "This is amazing." You know? <laughs> yeah. has,
0: there, yeah. has there been anything that any of the students have said or commented that really stuck with you, or maybe like a common theme that they say? Or,
1: um, well, they many of them like are very disappointed with what's going on in their, in their own home, so they tell me what you know what the parents do, what the grandparents do, and they try to. They, tell me they tell their, their families to to I don't know, recycle and just stuff like that. And I th- also, I, I didn't expect that, but I have a lot of um young girls and even boys too, um, talking uh, me to, to me about achievement because I, I do I do give the, like I do um go over the, how I got to the world title, how long it took me you all the ups and downs. And they are really interested in that because there are so many kids that do love something. It's not bodyboarding. It could be music or ballet or whatever they do. But they do feel the same problems on on their way to to progress. And I think it's really helpful. Yeah. So I had girls trying in front of me in the school. I was like, I didn't know what to do. (laughs) And yeah, Yeah. like crazy reactions. Like I got people, kids sending me like super long emails telling me how great I was and well, I mean, that's really nice. I mean, to get that feedback, to me, it's also a big motivation to keep going.
0: Yeah, definitely. that, And that sort of um, links to – I have had another question sent in by Nikki Rose. She's um, she's from Coffs Harbour, so my sort of area, and she's an epic bodyboarder, really cool chick. And she was wondering, um, are you still enjoying being a professional bodyboarder as much as you did? and um, like would you prefer to devote your energy into being a full-time activist and doing these school visits
1: um no I, I still i still enjoy being a professional bodybuilder it's that that's kind of my dream come true i I like for me being a professional bodybuilder always was about i never like it's great to win comp it's great to win a world title but that was never kind of my motivation from the beginning i was always like i wanted to serve every day like, I just wanted to, and I understood that in order to do that, I needed to compete because it's the only way you can have sponsors and people support you and all that. So that was always my, my drive to do everything I could to keep this lifestyle. And it has been working very well. And even, um, I mean, the activist like all the other things I I can do now, all the, the, the other impacts I can have, it's... all because bodyboarding you know everything came from bodyboarding so I would never quit that to no 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 way I think it's actually very easy to do the both both of it and I I mean I would never quit bodyboarding to do anything else like as long as I can I wouldn't
0: and so when you I just um just want to touch on when you're saying how like growing up and whatnot you weren't overly fussed about comps like you you know like winning is great it's amazing I mean you've got a world title that's incredible um do you think it's still the same now or do you think that people can still bodyboard without having to compete or have that same um or just a different drive to win so like I mean for myself I like when I go to comps I love the social side of it and hanging out and just seeing you know being inspired by the other girls in the water and whatnot um, I don't often win. I mean like if, but I have had you know sometimes people have said oh you know like maybe should be a bit more competitive and whatnot. What's your sort of um reaction to that?
1: Um so I, like when I grew up, like when I started competing, I did I I sucked like big time. I, I couldn't Alex <laughs> <it's> Tracy, <true. Like, laughs> like that's what she said too. <laughs> I just didn't know how to compete. Like I, I I'm not competitive. I'm not a competitive person and I, I did win some junior comps just because I I had enough skills to do it but not because I was a good competitor and for many years I wasted a lot of opportunities to get better results Um, actually I, I did the stupidest things in comps people would tell me like how oh, why would you do that why don't you catch a wave why don't you paddle there why don't you do that and I just like I just wouldn't and um because I wanted to go to those comps, to be with my friends, to have fun with everybody, to be there, like, it wasn't, a. of course you want to win, but I just, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to do it, I didn't know how to do it, and um, then there was a moment, there was actually a comp that kind of changed it all, when I won my first national um, open title, and because I, I was tired of, of not getting the full potential of what, what you can do, you know, and then when I won that, after that, I kind of felt like, okay, now you understand what you did wrong. You just didn't, you just didn't fight for it. You, did, you need to be proactive when you're in the water. Not everything comes to you just like that. And from that moment on, like, really, it changed my whole career. And that's why I, I kind of understood that if you're, going, if you're on the comp, then just be there and do your best. Like, really compete, you know? Otherwise, what's the point? Uh, stop wasting time (laughs) and that was yeah it's, it's just because everything like there's so much more stuff that happens from a good result it's not only the good result but you know you get you get more support you everything's better Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. So um, when I understood that, I just changed my attitude towards it and that, and I just made more out of it. I just I really do try my best when I'm competing now. Like I, I'm there completely focused on trying to get the best result I can because it's my work. I, I Now I, I see it as my work. Um, that said, I still think you can have so much fun in bodybuilding without competing. You don't have to compete. You know, even if you go to a comp, it's not only about winning. If you do your best or if you do... The, you get a lot out of it even if you don't win a comp. You know, I still get a lot out of it even if you don't win a comp. But I do think if you're there, then we should try. Because I for myself, for my own experience, I've wasted like at least ten years of my career not trying. And I could have done so much more and so much earlier because it's so important. Like I went to the my first year on the World Tour was 2016. I was twenty eight. That's not that's not <laughs> the ideal age to the, to join the world tour you know I was yeah. lucky enough in the second year on the tour I won the tour but that's not really normal I'd say So yeah. when I when I got to the tour all the girls there were much younger than me they were much more experienced in all those ways and I just I know that if I had done better in comps before that all those years before I would have gotten to that tour way earlier
0: yeah so, you
1: know I felt that, like okay, you wasted a lot of time. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but,
0: yeah, I think that's, like, important for bodybuilders, like, that are just getting into the sport as well to to hear that about comps as well. Like, as long as you just try and, you you, you know, you're having fun and you're doing your best but not having that expectation or separating yourself. So, if, like, a girl is getting into it or, like, the girls that you've got in your school. um mm-hmm sort of dividing the that sort of step where you, you know, for like even myself, you put yourself, oh, I'm not ready to compete yet. I'll do it when I'm this good. But hearing that advice is so good because it invites people into it and it encourages them, you know, to start younger. Or even if it, if they don't want to compete, they can just still go out and try and just be the best bodybuilder they can without exactly. having to try and aim at a certain, you know, wavelength. <laughs>
1: Because in the end you're not competing with, you're only competing with yourself in a, in a sense of a way, you, because if somebody just start out, like they can't compete with somebody who's doing it for years, it's not fair, it's not the same, you know, but th- there's only that that comp, so you go in and you try your best, and then um, I, I, I really believe, like, if you compete, you, you're going to get pushed a lot more. Yeah. So I, I do think if you compete, even if you, even even if you lose a lot, I mean everybody loses a lot in the beginning. Especially you just just keep losing and losing. It's it's normal, but you do get um, that sense of I want to progress faster. So for yeah. me, all those years losing, I think it was really important to push myself. And I, I know for, for a fact that if I wouldn't, if I if I had never competed, I would not have progressed in the way that I did. Yeah. 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 And
0: so what do you? Um, just like a little bit off topic, but what are you most excited about now? So, I mean, obviously the tour has been affected this year um, and, you know, you're definitely excited about um, your school visits. Is that what excites you most now or is it a collection of that and still getting better at bodyboarding or are you chasing another title? Or
1: um, Actually, the thing I'm most excited about is very basic. I just – I really do enjoy just to surf the wave with my friends. It's just I love that. I can I see this coming out
0: of your mouth before you even said it.
1: <laughs> that's it's true. I mean, that's why I still bodyboard as much as I do. It's it's my ultimate drive. You know, because I, I really do like it. I really love it. So and then I also like every time I watch my own footage, I kind of feel like, oh man, you should like surf way better. So yeah. I I. <laughs> always I get that feeling like damn it I should go and try to do that better and that better and I don't like how that leg looks and so that's kind of what has been driving me all the way like trying to better those things that I don't like to see about myself surfing yeah and there's no topping there's no limit to it I I still maybe in 10 years I will feel the same way so there's no there's no ending as long as we have fun we just keep going when you do that do
0: you focus on like one particular um, thing in your surfing at a time or is it just on the day and the conditions
1: well I I do have like the major things I want to correct and they're always present but I I think if you do something in many years and and the kind of to change things you have been doing for a very really, really long time you really need to focus on them or just get automatic and you know um, but it also changes on the day or what I've seen yesterday like yesterday I saw something I didn't like about a spin so next day I go and try to fix that but then you know you you can't fix it once you have to fix it over time over and again and again and again until you make it automatic for yourself so um, it's like an up and down you know you there is you think you have you you did it now it's good and then the next week you come back and you watch it again and you're like oh man yeah this is again. so it's like it's an ongoing process I think yeah (laughs) Yeah. and
0: just um so like related to surf and female if you had one wish for female bodybuilders for 2020 as a whole what would it be
1: wow for 2020 uh that's um well, well, i just wish we... All we can all surf again yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay What <well>, about 2021 <laughs> uh i do wish to see um a lot of girls on the tour i really would wish to see that I mean, I would wish to see a, a tour that really supports the girls and makes it easy for them to to start. Because I think if we all show up, we are a lot of girls in this world bodyboarding. We are way more than we think. Okay. So if you all kind of, if it was like a, a, a shorter tour, easier to do, you know, cheaper to do for everyone, like something or it's something where we can all get together, um, I think we will have a huge impact. And people would see how many we are and actually how valuable we are in terms of of marketing and and we would all get inspired by each other and that would create such a strong force of action and i think that's what the thing that has been lacking because i see everywhere girls bodyboarding around the world you know by themselves if we all come together imagine we really would open everybody's eyes like i always feel like oh you're not enough girls on the tour and I'm like you know how many girls there are in the world bodyboarding? We yeah a lot of girls don't be mistaken, we are many.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I remember yeah. when I started looking and um, this is sort of like why Rio and I, you know, started Women of the Waves to sort of bring, bring a, like, you know, connect us all and whatnot because I remember when I just started looking on Instagram um, and you start seeing just everywhere, like, tons and tons, and I would just, you know, look up, like, you know, female body border, like, you know, as a hashtag and try and just follow all of them. And there's heaps, there's so many of us. And I thought, oh, be,
1: like, imagine I oh I yeah it's a crazy it's amazing
0: <laughs> it is, it is. <laughs> I remember and I was talking to Lily Pollard a few weeks ago um and she she said the same thing like growing up I remember she I, I can't remember specifically but she said like she thought she was like one of the only bodyboarders the like, female bodyboarders in Australia she thought she was like there was like one other one in her that was it yeah and it's crazy when you start looking or if you see a girl, you know, who might be travelling around Australia and she paddles out. Or I've seen – I still remember I saw this one girl on the beach with the bodyboard at our local beach, but she was so far away. And I was
1: like, no, come back. Like, <laughs> I need to meet you. Yeah, so that's why I think – imagine having like a 100 girls in a comp. Oh, or, no. or It would be amazing. Or in an event even. Like it doesn't – maybe it yeah, doesn't like even have to be like a comp. Just, you know. A, a gathering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd love to do that. Yeah.
0: And so you mentioned like the the marketing and promotion. So like, you know, you, everyone everyone's seen like you know just even just your Instagram and all the work you're doing, and just um like how your professional promotion. How did you develop that strength, and how important is it in such a like a digital age?
1: Mm, okay. I actually I don't even know how it all started. <laughs> <laughs>
0: just thought it all wrong. Just,
1: Yeah, it just came together. Um, well, well, um, the digital part is very important, of course. I, I resisted Instagram a long time, and because yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just like this self-absorbed place where people just post about themselves. It is, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like in the beginning. Yeah, it is. It's like so weird. It's such a weird place where you post something about yourself it's totally self-absorbed and everybody claps for you and gives you likes (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and you really have to do it in the beginning i was like i didn't like to post stuff like posts and pictures in let's say bikini i would not want to post that because i was like oh my god who does that like post of themselves but then you you understand that's how it works on instagram Yeah, yeah and yeah and it's it's um i'd say don't be shy about it you know, just post, if you you like your own pictures just post them, it's okay, Nobody's gonna judge you, it's okay, Uh, everybody does it, (laughs) and then, I mean, outside of it, um, I I would do some promo work before the world title, I did some, and I, it all started a little bit with that uh, cover for GQ Portugal, which was uh, an invitation I didn't never expect, I actually asked the editor twice, like, are you sure you're talking to the right person? (laughs) <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> He's like, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> and it was a surreal <laughs> experience. Like, it was very interesting, actually. I was super scared. and But in the end, it turned out well. But it was like very just a fine line because in between going well and not going well because you're so exposed. But it, it turned out pretty well. And then, like, three months later or two months later, I won the world title. So it was like that perfect timing of everything. And from that moment on, like from the world title, it just exploded. Yeah, I, I was not I was not prepared for so much media attention. Really, I I I just had to learn it in one week. And in one week, right. I just okay, now let's do it. Like be professional, smile, and don't say anything <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, and I did some mistakes, but nothing major. So I learned pretty quickly. And then once you're in, the, the truth is, once you're inside that bubble and all and And the journalists now you know you, and you have spoken with them before, and it's just so much easier because they just we re- invite you back or talk to you many more times. And you it's kind of almost like jumping into jumping jumping over a wall. And once you're on the other side of the wall, it's pretty easy. So yeah. now, I didn't do anything special like to make it happen. It just happened. And then I just kept it rolling. And and now I had now it's different because now I have an agency that takes care of it and it's way easier for me because in the beginning I had to do everything myself, I had to evaluate every every production, like, do I want to do it? Sometimes you don't have control, the people just take you and do something with you, you know, they put makeup on you, they sit you there, they give you the clothes and you don't even <laughs> feel good about it, it's like, it's not me, <laughs> stop doing that to me, <laughs> you know, so sometimes it's really good now to have an agent agency and an agent there that kind of takes care of it so you don't have to be the person going like I don't like that you know it's really really bad if if you are working on something or have like a whole team there and you go like I don't like this I don't like that it's kind of a very weird situation you don't want to be rude to anyone but you still have to be yourself and you have to stand up for yourself so
0: yeah definitely because it you can always tell like you know in a photo and you know in yourself and you're like oh that's a fake smile like
1: <laughs> it, yeah it
0: does show yeah. so did and you then like in there,
1: that or oh, you go sorry no, no no go ahead
0: go ahead um did you find in that whole process that you at like at all didn't surf as much and were you ever just like oh just leave me alone I just want to surf and bring it back to where this all began
1: yeah uh, especially to the two years after like 2018 and 2009, like last year even even still like I served a lot less a lot less Um, I'd say like half of the time I used to serve because every day I would go somewhere every day I had something to do or you know and (laughs) and I missed a lot of good days also because of the school tour thing if you go to school you're not at the beach and you have to schedule those things a month before two months before so if if and that day it's pumping you still have to do it. You have to go. Um and I, I did feel a lot. Like I was like really, really <laughs> sometimes sad, I get concerned. Yeah, but on the other hand, I mean, I understand it's important and it, it was really, really important to do all that and to take advantage when people give you the opportunity. So you don't go like, Oh, sorry, I can't it's pumping at my home break. Like, no, you go do whatever you have to do. Um, but then I learned like now I'm just way more effective with my time. Way more effective when I go surf. I I know I don't have the, the same time I used to have before, and so I try to make more out of it. Uh, it's actually good. I mean, you get more um, professional, and I think you can still do both of it if you are organized.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that sounds. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Just, just like the whole time management, as well as you know, it all. It's you know, if that was two years of your life, but you still have. You know, when you look at the big picture, you have so much time to surf. And that even though that was like in one, you know, one thing after another, at least like like it's changed who you are, you know, for the better and, you know, your career and appreciation for everything.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So I think it's actually a good thing, you know, not to have that much time on your hands. It's actually a good thing. It's like the same what's happening now with this violence yeah. People Before I would be so picky about waves. I'm sure when I get out of the house, I will just surf. And it will be good for me because many comps are in very bad waves, so um, it's another lesson, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. That'll be so interesting.
1: Oh, wow! And
0: yeah, I suppose we'll 40 minutes in, we'll just um wrap up soon. But who are your like sponsors and people you'd like to thank, or anything else in particular you'd like to add?
1: Um, yeah, definitely the people I like yeah. to thank. I think the biggest like my biggest supporter all my career from the pretty much the beginning um my boyfriend uh, Shiko <laughs> he is yeah. like yeah he's he's not a regular guy that um says like yeah go babe. no no he he really puts in the time he, he's amazing has been on the beach filming me for years you know many times not surfing to film me which isn't that normal <laughs> I think you, you 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 can relate to it You're yeah definitely
0: I've just got a camera housing as well so like you know we surf and it's um he's only just got it recently but he's always happy to to film and always offering like you know advice and stuff and
1: yeah so he, that, that's a big big plus I think we really really need to appreciate that and in, in, in the boys from today So <laughs> yeah um to him definitely my mom my mom she uh supported me from the beginning like from that first little kid that wanted to go to the beach every day and skip school sometimes, she would always let me do that and you yeah. know never never say anything. And and my friends, I think my friends uh, are so so important in this whole journey. Um, the people you surf with every day, I think they're very very important. Sometimes we think they're just there, but no, they really shape how you surf and we and the, the whole feeling you have about it it's all due to them. So my friends and my sponsors, of course, like without them, I, I would be working some other job. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah nice. definitely, yeah, definitely my sponsors. And, and
0: yeah. Um, touching on what you just said, like about your mum, like skipping school, did we, how did you find that um, balance? Like I know for myself as well, in um, like you know year 11 and 12 there's so much pressure on you and my dad used to like I mean like I remember the office lady came to class one time and she was like oh Sophie like you've got an appointment with Dr Reef and my dad would pick me up and we'd go surf or he'd just like write me a late note and say oh you know Sophie was sick and I'd rock up and like you know my, my school shirt's wet from my swimmers and my hair's wet like it's <laughs> but I think it was really important and it helped me you know that it was not like irresponsible parenting it's like you still I was still able to take my mind away from school and approach school you know healthy and happy and with a broader you know outlook on life do you think that like just your yeah. mom being so accepting and that affected you as well and
1: absolutely and I, I feel the same way like especially 10 11 12 those years especially yeah. 11 and 12 you, you really have to um do something for school, or you're gonna fail, right? You yeah, really yeah. To... And I, I kind of, I skipped like I think it was like forty-five percent of all classes those two years. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't. Yeah, it was a lot, and you, you can't just. It, it was days after days, like skipping all afternoon classes every day. Wow. And I still, I had never had a problem in school because I just, it's kind of the prior, the priority thing you learn, you know. I, I, I knew I, I wanted to go surf, and I knew I wanted to make it to the school. So I didn't want to waste another year by failing a year or anything. And and everybody saw that, even the teachers, like no one, no one would ever um, give me any shit about it. Like never. Because yeah. I still had like good grades. I could have better grades, but I still had like good enough grades to make it through. Yes. And yes. and they they knew like I, I would take my bodyboard to school, you know, <laughs> and leave it there. <laughs> they knew exactly I, I was not skipping classes for anything else than going to the beach, and I think when people see that, they actually understand why you do it, and they they let you do it. Everyone helped me out, even the teachers helped me out. So yeah, yeah, because they they understood why you know it was kind of a driven passion that I had, and they would just leave me. And I think that's a healthy you know school is super important, but it's not the only thing in your life, and not the only thing you can do with your life. So they also know that, and people kind of see that. And my mom definitely saw that long before. So you to do your own choices and it turns out it was the right choice. Yeah, yeah
0: definitely. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, it's, really, it's really cool to hear that, it, like, that's happened for you as well and other people because, you know, you it's, you know, so easily frowned upon by other, you know, maybe other parents and stuff of um, students or kids who are, really you know they're they're so focused on school but it just consumes them and they get overwhelmed and you know and it really takes over their life so it's really cool to hear that you know
1: yeah i even, I even tell that to the kids in my school talks i t- tell in a very um i'm very careful to tell them like skipping school is not a good thing <laughs> yep. but it, it, it's like it gives you a responsibility because you still have to do your part you still have to do you have to have good grades but you can do both if you are like you know organize in your life so you need to be focused and driven actually that kind of think it teaches you really to be focused and driven to, towards something if you have less time like as, we, as we spoke before you just get um you just get better in managing your life even it's and that's a good thing to learn when you're young anyway definitely even like now like
0: for myself relating that to uni you know like yeah. trying to figure out okay i've got to go you know i want to surf but i need to do uni this assessment's due, and you know like if I'm sitting at the computer all day and I'm like oh this assessment's due tonight and it's you know I um, haven't been productive or whatnot and i you know making mental note the next day or you know like in the, in the afternoon I just go for a quick surf or a quick swim or just get out and do something or wake up and do it in the morning I've de- like definitely noticed it's helped helps me concentrate because I feel like I've done something exactly being there and being like oh computer screen <laughs>
1: Because looking at a stream doesn't make you any productive if you don't, if nothing comes out, so, you know. Yeah, definitely. You just end up on your phone looking at
0: surf <laughs> and my surfing, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's it. Oh, cool. Oh, well, thank you so much for having the chat. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll try and get it out soon. But, um, yeah, hopefully it's not too too long until, we all, or until you get to surf, definitely. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I hope you're staying safe and everyone's staying safe in these crazy yeah.
1: times. <laughs> you too. I hope you hope you you can still surf. I think you will be able to surf until until this is over. If, you, if everybody behaves, you know, if not too many people crash on the beach.
0: Yeah, that's it. Like, like it's like, still it's still fine here. I'm definitely grateful that we can still surf without a problem. Yeah. Like obviously just trying to stay, stay to your local areas and whatnot. Definitely grateful, grateful for that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and thank you so much for inviting me. It's very yeah. good to to talk to another female bodyboarder. You know, you I usually always talk to journalists, that don't have any clue, or to other like boys, but and rarely talk to um other female bodyboarders. The other day I, I spoke to Neymar on an InstaLife and it was so cool because we kind of it just we know what we're talking about and on a different level. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah definitely. And great. you can like relate to each other. Exactly. Great,
1: great. Cool.
0: All right. Well, thanks for the chat, and I'll speak to you soon.
1: Yeah. Good afternoon. I'm gonna no. make lunch probably. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna it's have a bit. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: take care. Uh, thanks, Joanna. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your time with us on the Women of the Waves Co podcast. I am so stoked that you listened in. If you could please take one minute to leave a review, that would be so appreciated. And share it with your friend like as a quick text and why you thought of them. It would really help us out to connect more women who really need this. See you next time on the Women of the Waves Co. podcast. And until then, hope you're scoring waves. Thanks again, team.